This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Naila Masood dons many hats. She's a costume designer, piano teacher, co-founder of Thai Akshar Educational Trust, a holistic after-school NGO in Mumbai. Masood became an actor quite by accident and has done a number of films and commercials so far. The most popular being in recent times, The Lift Boy currently showing on the Netflix. Naila Masood, wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on the show, Bhavna. So I was reading your bio data and you uh, begin by saying that you are an actor and then it goes on to many other things. Uh, you um, are not from Mumbai. You were born and brought up and raised in a different city. Right. But this city gave you a lot, Mumbai city. So where were you yes. born and brought up and where did you do your college? So I was born and brought up in UP. Uh, a place called Kanpur. I was born there and I did my schooling there and I did my college in Lucknow. Mm. Uh, then my parents moved to Gorakhpur. Mm. And uh, after college, I actually I did my BA and then I went to Masuri to teach for a year and a half. Mm. And that's when I felt I didn't want to teach any, you know, at that stage in my life. I was too young, like 1920. So I moved to Delhi and I got into the, uh, into uh, clothes. So I worked for an export house and that's how, you know, I, I realized I had an interest in uh, designing clothes. And those days, uh, uh, there were very limited, uh, uh, you know, options for people who had this kind of interest. So uh, I worked in an export house. And then uh, when NIFT came along, which was in 1987, I was the second batch in NIFT. And that was my stay in Delhi. After that, I got married and I came to Bombay in 1988. So I've been, I've been, I've stayed in various cities and various, you know, like from Kan Kanpur to Lucknow to Gorakhpur to Masuri to Delhi, and then finally Bombay last 32 years. So many cultures uh, you uh, kind of flirted with, but what was the ambience and atmosphere at home? What were the um, ideology at home? What were things that were emphasized to you and your siblings uh, from the parents? So I think education was very important. Uh, we came from, I mean, a very middle class family. My mother was uh, a teacher throughout, retired as a principal. And my father used to work in the electricity department in Kanpur. So it was a middle class living, average salaried people. But uh, they were very keen that we go to the best school. So, uh, you know, they struggled to put us in the best school there in Kanpur, which is Methodist High School. And throughout, I think the emphasis was a lot on education. So both my brother and I had good schooling and good college, university. Hmm. And uh, and basic values, we were very much into families and, you know, holidays. We used to go to Gorakhpur where our family was. We used hmm. to visit them. And once a year in the summer, we used to try and take a little holiday in the hills because uh, we had accessibility to the hills being in UP and, you know, Uttarakhand and although it wasn't so expensive those days to go uh, to hill stations and things. And uh, so it was a nuclear family. So our parents were very, very involved in our lives, although both were working. But, uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of intellectual things happening at home also. And uh, yeah, we grew up with a lot of uh, neighbors around and uh, 
it was nice i i really you know, look back at my childhood and feel good how did life change for you in a new city with a new man and new surrounding i started i became a housewife initially when i got married i decided i said I, you know i i don't want to start working immediately because my husband was with air india and he was flying so he used to be out of the country at least 20 days a month Mm. so uh, setting up house was something very new to me mm. uh, you know because after i grew up i was in hostels so you know it was exciting because it was uh, you know first time it registered that it, you know when you have something of your own uh, you you feel differently so we were not in a rented place it was a tiny little flat but it was ours so uh, you know doing it up and little little things like setting up the kitchen setting up our hall you know we just uh, you know the day i reached bombay was the day we entered our flat so it was like there was nothing in it except for one old dining table and chair which my husband had bought from the jogeshwari second hand uh, place yeah. and uh, cupboard and bed that's it so yeah. it was great fun doing up the place so i was totally involved in that Hmm. and uh, fortunately we came into a building which was uh, again an air india society so there a lot of people i got to meet and you know like all my husband's colleagues so we were all young wives who were around the same age and so when so it was different from after the two children initially i started uh, uh, working for an export house in bombay uh, hmm. and uh, i worked uh, you know while i was working in a couple of months i was pregnant so i continued till almost the end of my pregnancy Hmm. and uh, that's the uh, that's the uh, child that i lost in, initially so and hmm. I, i was quite sick after that for a few months i you know i lost my eyesight on one eye and things but uh, fortunately by god's grace it got restored so i had hmm. a break in my career then and then hmm. i went back again into a buying house uh, it was a british buying house i was working there and uh, hmm. then i got pregnant and then after that i quit because uh, i i realized i wanted to be a full time mom hmm. so that was a big break because um, uh, husband was flying and i wanted to be around for the child so i realized both things were possible for me to do so then i slowly got back to designing and things but that was on a very small scale designing at home when my children started going to school Hmm. so i ha- that was under my own label once or once a year i would go to dubai and have a little ex- small little exhibition of about 50 pieces or something but that was a very small uh, a small thing that i was doing it wasn't anything big and were taking orders from the piano also at this time yes yes actually i forgot about that so i started teaching piano before uh, my son was born when i i started teaching piano when i was pregnant and uh, continue till uh, my son zuhair was a baby i think that's why both my kids are quite musical because mm. they probably heard the piano <laughs> while they were still mm. inside me interesting yeah yeah and uh, when did the making costumes for movies begin and how so i uh, i have a friend i mean you you know her sophie sophie is a friend of mine and you know i had reached a point where you know my children had kind of grown up they were still my son was in rishi valley by then and my daughter was uh, still uh, in school but at a, in a senior class hmm. so uh, i met sophie that time and i was going through this uh, you know 
phase in my life where I didn't really want to do clothes for people, you know, it's, it can get tiresome after a while, you know. So I was just talking to her and she, I said, I would love to, uh, you know, explore uh, the cinema. So, um, and and I'd also met Amol Gupte by then because Amol Gupte and I were uh, uh, co-parents in uh, uh, Besson Montessori School and uh, we were in Amol the PTA Gupte also. Amol as in director, uh, writer of uh, Tare Zameen Par. Stanley Ka Dabba and all, yeah. Mm. So when he was doing uh, Tare Zameen he was, uh, he went to various schools to do uh, workshops with the children. And I went along with him and that's when I got a little interested in the film industry and when Sophie told me that a friend of hers, Tarun Dhanrajgir, was looking for a designer for his film, that it's, it was going to be his first film. She said, why don't you go meet him? So I went and met him and he asked me for my portfolio. Now, I didn't have a portfolio. I told him I don't have a portfolio. So uh, he, then he asked me what all I'd done. So I told him, I said, I had no, absolutely no idea how films work. But I don't know what it was. Something clicked and uh, he offered me the job and... Uh, uh, that was my first film. It's called Kiss Had Tak. Uh, it released uh, in a couple of theaters for about a week. It uh, didn't do well at all. But, uh, uh, you know, for me, it was my first. It was very precious. It was, and Tarun was and such also, a sweet it. it was a ticket to get into costume designing. Correct. Correct. So, what uh, you did after that? After that, I did, uh, then Amol, when he said he was going, he, he said, when I do my own film, I'll call you. So he called me when he was doing Stanley Dabba. So I've done all his uh, feature films, Stanley Dabba, Hava Hawaii, Sniff, and very recently, Saina, uh, which is uh, Saina Neval's biopic. Then I did Amrika, which is still to release. So then I did Amrika and hmm. Tuhem Hira Sunday, hmm. Barot House. And many short films and uh, ad films. So what is the most difficult thing about costume designing, in your opinion? Uh, it's uh, very stressful physically. And uh, somehow uh, the films that we make, I mean, uh, when we work in India, like I worked on Amrika, which was like very, very international. Hmm. So the time that you get to prep for films like that, uh, is very very uh, it really works in your favor because uh, you have you you know you go scene wise then Prashant Nair was very particular he would you know with every scene he sat with me on every scene and we worked out who's going to wear what whether it was the main character whether it was the other characters so then when you go on set it's it's very easy whereas that's not how most films work in in, in india because there's very little prep time there's very little and the script also keeps changing there are you know last minute things happening mm. so there is a lot of uh, last minute things that happen so you have mm. to uh, be able to uh, take up those challenges mm. you know last minute mm. director okay i this is what i need abhi mujhe ye nahi chahiye ye chahiye Hmm. So then, uh, you know, we have a tailor on set and, you know, we should, we have, have to be quick enough to think ki, achha, isko, ye wala rakha hai, isko kaat ke abhi ye bana do. Hmm. You know? So, so it's always so we want, backup like, things you have to have ready. Backup also, but we, you know, like how in an ad film you can have a lot of options. In a feature film, normally you don't have so many options because the budgets are very tight. 
so sometimes uh, you know at least i i remodel a few things like there there's something there which we are not using quickly remodel that or just over dye something into something else to get the right color mm. so to save money for production because uh, uh, there's limited uh, amount of funds how cooperative are actors vis a vis understanding of characters and allowing you to dress them up the way you should i think the kind of films i have done and the kind of directors i have worked with uh you know th- uh, uh, these are very realistic films that i worked on yeah. so uh, the characters the, the actors who have come in have understood their characters so they have let, let me do what i think is right for that character mm. uh, uh there are uh, sometimes i have faced a few issues but then finally it gets sorted at the end of the day and you know you need your director to back you on this yes you know so uh, yeah and so i have my director's brief and i go according to that so naila you were doing your piano teaching and you were doing now costume designing in films but you were also attached uh, in fact it's your own ngo group called dhai akshar where uh, you are uh, working with uh, underprivileged children right that's right so how did this come about and what lured you towards it and where is it today going so it all started with uh, i think stanley kadabba when we were working with underprivileged children with amol amol does a lot of work with underprivileged children at asima so he w- he used to have his theater classes and uh, uh, film classes there so because i was the stanley gadabba crew i was also involved in going there and doing uh, you know workshops helping with the workshops and uh, that's when i felt i wanted to work with underprivileged children because uh, my children had grown up and i realized they were really privileged they went to the best of schools and uh, uh, here there are children who don't have uh, they don't have access to the kind of uh, uh, you know facilities that my kids had which they took for granted you know mm-hmm. so uh, i thought uh, you know i i should work with them so i went to asima a couple of times but i realized it was too far so it's you know it's in bandra i live in andheri so commuting on a regular basis was getting a bit painful so a friend of mine shaila and i we started volunteering in a place in naramnagar so while we were volunteering uh, some of the kids told us that uh, you know they wanted a place of their own where they could come after school otherwise they're just hanging around at the beach most of the kids live in sagar kutir at the beach so they said we just hang around parents are working they're out of the house so we don't have any place to go so shaila and i decided we'll take up a place and open a little library for them with books and games and you know generally let them have fun so it started hmm. with that hmm. shaila and shaila uh, we called it thai akshar thai akshar is based on kabir ka doha poti par par jagmoa pandit bhayana koi thai akshar prem ke jo pade so pandit hoy so that word prem which is love is actually dhai mm-hmm. akshar pa adhara ma so mm-hmm. that is the twist why and uh, we loved the name so we called it dhai akshar and we started with just about 8 uh, to 10 children and mm-hmm. uh, we used to tell them to uh, uh, you know after school have lunch and then come to us 
and then yes. slowly we realize that you know this thing is not working they t- there's hardly any time you know like they get barely 2 hours and then they have to go back home to fill water for the homes so we started giving them some snack you know samosa pav or bhel or something like that and uh, then that's how we grew then shaila left after a year hmm. and uh, i was not going to shut it because by that time i was also uh, you know very involved with the children emotionally as well Hmm. so i said i'm not going to let it shut then my friends and my brother my family they all encouraged me they said no don't shut it you you short of money we'll all help you out hmm. so start starting with about 8 to 10 children today we have 85 children we've got uh, eight staff members and uh, paid staff members and about uh, 25 odd volunteers hmm. so ranging from 3 years to 17 years by the time they reach 8th and 9th we kind of wean them off but then you realize this is a huge responsibility because they become like your own children when you're there it's like a big family and then you don't want to just let go you just want to see them finish their 10th and then after 10th now what so uh, you know you're perpetually thinking about how they should uh, grow and how we can help them help them establish in good jobs you know good careers so that is the aim now so um how does the funding happen from where does the money come so bhavna initially it was just friends and family was helping then uh, after 3 years we managed to get atg which is uh, from the in- income tax department so if you have an atg you can approach uh, corporates so they get a tax rebate and uh, uh you know and they give you the funds because all corporates have have to have what they call csr uh, corporate social responsibility so uh we ha- i approached a lot of people now i'm not good at asking for money so i uh, i spoke to a couple of friends who kind of contacted uh, uh corporates and uh, we managed to get people to pitch in they came i said you just come and see what we are doing because uh, it was quite different from the regular uh, places which uh, concentrate only on uh, you know school curriculum we were doing a lot of other activities to develop their uh, their personalities and their talents so uh, various multidisciplinary activities so when they came they were really they loved the vibe of the school of the center and uh, uh, so slowly uh, you know we started getting funds so right now we have funds to just take care of what we have right now but if we are to grow we definitely require we always require more funds so that's how it is so, so far by god's grace we have enough to at least pay our salaries pay our rent and look after the basic things and uh, how did uh, you uh, get into acting i'm told that uh, it happened just out of the blue you had gone to see a movie <laughs> what is the incident yes so actually i i have appeared in a couple of films just by uh, i mean uh, by default i think but just because i was there as a costume designer like i appear in stanley gadabba then two of our old short films uh, one idiot and return of one idiot but this happened i was at a mall uh, at infinity mall andheri and i watched a film and i was coming out and there was this young girl who stopped me and she said ma'am excuse me uh, can you please uh, audition for a role i said what is this who are you so mm-hmm. she said i am the casting director and uh, 
uh, we are looking for somebody with you know the description that our director has given us you know you fit the bill and uh, if you could just uh, you know, it's very close right here what whenever it's convenient if you can come in uh, do an audition so mm. i said okay so she said can i have your number i'll send you a scene so i told her i said i'm not good at line, uh, learning lines and all she's no ma'am just get the gist of it and that's good enough for us okay so so i said okay so i gave her the number and she sent it to me i learned whatever i could next day i went they took the audition and mm. it was not a good audition it was you know like jonathan says it's a bad bad one but i don't know but when i came out auditions are bad by the way yeah yeah and it was my first audition so i was like awkward you know mm. so uh, so then i came out and there was jonathan and he said oh you came for morin i said yes so he started talking to me have you ever been on a set and then i told him i said i'm from the film industry and this is why he's then he told me he was a great admirer of amol gupte and his films and things we got ch- talking and he was very happy to know that i was a costume designer and things and then at night i got a message saying can we meet tomorrow to take our meeting further so i thought mm-hmm. they must have thought ye costume designer aa gayi hai to let's see isko offer karte hain if she comes within our budget let's take her so i said okay i'll i'll see you so we met at uh, starbucks jonathan and i Huh. and then he said he told me he was very honest he said i saw your um, audition it was not good but mm. there is something about <laughs> your personality your voice your expressions your you know which i feel would work if you're willing to work hard so yeah. i said i'm always willing to work hard but how how big is the role so he said oh it's the female protagonist i said oh shit i don't know if i can do that because uh, you know i said that means learning a lot of lines so he said why are you scared what are you scared of are you scared of the camera so i said no i'm not scared of the camera because i've sat behind the camera behind the uh, the monitor for so many years and listened to the yeah. di- directors giving instructions so i'm not uncomfortable with that yeah. but uh, learning lines is what is scary because after i finished college i don't think i've ever learned anything i mean yeah. learning as in understanding yes but learning as in mugging no so i said i'm scared of learning lines so he said you don't worry we'll take care of that and we'll have we'll have enough time we'll do rehearsals and uh, you'll be surprised how fast you will learn the lines so if you're on we have to have you on board so that's how i i got the role and this is the which film this is the lift boy Yes, we all saw the Lift Boy, and it's doing wonders. For those who have not seen it, they can watch it on the Netflix. And after that, what happened? You got many more commercials and also films. Yes. So after that, after its release uh, in the theaters, I, I got a couple of calls and things. But once it released on Netflix, it was it was very very different. Suddenly, on uh, you know on Instagram, we had so many followers, and everybody. you know whether it was jonathan whether it was me you know it was like overnight uh, followers and uh, and uh, and then i started getting uh, you know uh, a casting people uh, casting directors approaching me for uh, small roles and uh, you know whether it was a film or web series or ad films you know so initially i was very uncomfortable with uh, so much uh, auditions Hmm. but today i've become an ace at it i can do it like uh, you know three auditions a day sitting in the house <laughs> sending out a self test so uh, yeah okay so you do the audition yourself and send it to them that's yeah nowadays 
yeah most of them like from the uh, since the lockdown uh, all the uh, auditions are being sent uh, you know it's a self test okay yeah so uh, what amused me was that in your bio data you mention yourself as an actor first and everything else later even though the acting happened to you last yes i don't know how that i don't know how that happened i think my daughter must have put it she wrote it <laughs> no i don't think it's anything to be apologetic about i just think it is a mind frame uh, that maybe uh, today you are more prepared to do acting roles since the other things in your life are already settled down you know uh yes i i think between costuming and acting i think i'm uh, enjoying acting more now because i i'm 61 now and uh, like i told you costumes can be very very tiring you're working like 16 17 hours a day and the directors i've worked with have always wanted me to be on set Yeah. So for days, you know, for days you're working like that, seventeen, eighteen hours a day. Whereas when you're an actor, firstly, you're better taken care taken care of on the set. You know, you get your own vanity. You sit quietly till you are you're called. Pampered, so you're treated, you're yeah, you're pampered. You're treated like a queen. You know, so so that that's great. And when you're in costumes, you're holding thalas and big packets coming out of your car, and nobody's there to really help you out till you call for help. So yeah. that that difference. uh plus i think age related i think i just get tired now being on set for so long in fact the last few ads i've done I, i've had my team go i haven't been on set i've just coordinated the whole thing and uh, and acting is like right now i'm getting because i i don't think i will get a role like morin de souza you know if i do i'll be very lucky but even the small ones that i get you know it's just one day two days So it's it's very manageable, but my heart is in Dhaiyakshar uh, all the time, wherever I am. So, so that is always my priority. So I think you are an inspiration for many that uh, you can start uh, doing whatever you want at whatever age. Because if you can become an actor at sixty, a costume designer at fifty, and you can uh, do uh, Dhaiyakshar at forty, then everybody can do it. Yes, absolutely. This it's not rocket science. So thank you, Naila. It was wonderful chatting with you. Thank you so much, and uh, it was wonderful chatting with you too. Always, Bhavna. Thank you for having me on the show, and uh, all the best to all the listeners. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment, do rate on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hub Hopper, Castbox, Spotify, Geo Seven, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.